Friday the 13th. The scariest show we're going to do all year, I think. Adam Azer, Nando DeFino, Al Melchior here with your Fantasy Baseball Podcast. And we have so much to get to today, including some start and sit suggestions for Fantasy Week 3 coming up on Monday. We have like horror movies to talk about. <laughs> I've got another stat of the day, which I'm very excited to give. In fact, I'm going to give it right now. Stat of the day. Ian Kennedy. 12-0 in his last 17 starts against NL West teams as he beat the Padres yesterday. Good for him. That's beautiful. It's a nice stat of the day. That there you nice go. Stat of the day. Also, 49-year-old Jamie Moyer and 22-year-old Madison Bumgarner went head-to-head yesterday. Third largest age difference since 1900. What were the that? other two? <laughs> Do you have the other yeah, one? One of them was Satchel Paige. Yeah. One's got to be a Necro, right? Uh, I don't know. But the only one I saw was Satchel Page against someone who I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Al, you might remember. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, can we, just, can we just point out for our listeners that both of you are wearing suit jackets right now? Yeah, because it's so cold in this. Yeah, this is awesome. My, my suit jacket with a with a polo shirt. <laughs> it's a new new fashion statement. I at least look like a like a dean today. I got the tie, the jacket. I got everything going on. You actually got like a more old timey sportscaster look to you right now. Well, I have a headset. Yeah, on. that's. I think that's what it is. Like a courtside, <laughs> you know, boxing, boxing commentator. Got to tell you about Touchback. Today is the day, April thirteenth. Touchback opens in theaters today, starring Kurt Russell and Brian Presley. A great movie to see with your family, and also has some great football action. Brian Presley plays a former high school football star who gets to revisit that critical moment in the state championship game. He can either let his fate unfold. Or follow a path that will change his future. That's touchback opening today. And as you reminded us, Nando, Friday the 13th, who's the killer in the original Friday the 13th? Jason Voorhees. Nope, not in the original. Oh, the mother. Yeah. I thought you asked for the name. I'm sorry. No, I tried My to, bad. I tried yeah. to ask you a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> From Scream? Yeah, I'll go there even you one go. deep. I'll give him more meta on you, Azer. Yeah, you went with the yeah, that was Scream, Scream reference. <laughs> sure was. Drew Barrymore screwed that one up. Uh, all right, here's what we're going to do today. We're going to get into the start-sit for next week with some hitters and some two-star pitchers. But first, I feel really bad that I left Tim Lincecum for like 25 minutes into the show yesterday. So we have kind of Al's revised thoughts about Lincecum, and then we'll get Nando's thoughts about Tim Lincecum. And also, Bautista, Hanley, Justin Upton, Albert Pujols, all these stars are struggling right now. Who are we concerned about? Let's start out, though. Nando, what do you think about Tim Lincecum after his very subpar first two outings? Uh, Here's the thing. We can't give advice about if a guy's injured or not, but usually when a guy is injured who has a lot of skill and has displayed it for many years, it shows in this kind of way. The only thing I'm concerned about is if he's injured. If not, this is just a little two-start bump I'm not worried about. Well, yeah. I, you know what? I got to go back to the scale here because we did a one oh, through ten right. panic scale. Oh, for Friday the thirteenth, especially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do one through thirteen today, please. One through thirteen. Yeah. All right, what are you at a one through thirteen? I'm six point five. Okay, you're halfway there. But yeah. only only because the injury thing just biting at me in the back of my brain. So on the ten point scale, you know, if you, you do the math, you calibrate that to a five, which right. is lower That's than why. Scott or me. Yeah, you were an yes, eight yesterday. Scott was a seven point five. Yeah, but see now I've I've chilled out even below the Nando level. Yeah, because oh. on the on the thirteen point scale, I think I'm a I'm about a five now. Nice. And yeah, now I've been doing a little research for a column that I'm working on. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, I used sort of what Nando was talking about as the starting point. Like, okay, there were some whispers about maybe some elbow trouble. Linska may be dropping the slider. And oh God, now he's coming out with his bad start after a bad spring and putting all that together and panicking. But then when I really looked in depth at, at his two starts, first of all, they're at Arizona and Colorado. Linscombe's worst career splits at any stadiums, a two stadiums where he's pitched three games or more, Arizona, 
Colorado, oh, okay. where he's pitched uh, eight and 11 games, respectively. So, you know, not, not good park factors for him traditionally, but again, he's going to be not pitching there most of the time. Secondly, as I mentioned yesterday, velocity up in the second start over the first start and pretty significantly. And really, in the second start, it came back. I look back at the play by play, it was really one bad inning. Had gave up some ground ball hits in the first couple innings. Uh, but in the third inning, Fowler doubles on a, on a sharp line drive. Cargo line drive uh, triple. So yeah, he got hammered in the in the third inning. Gave up I think four line drive base hits. It's one inning. So that's really to me that's what it boils down to. So yeah, much less panic over Lincecum right now. And you know what? I, I look back in his his O nine and O ten and even his, his eleven game logs, and he does have a history of of having these two or three stringing together these bad starts where he gets hammered. Mm-hmm. That happens to Lincecum. You drop an O ten there? I dropped a. I think I did. <laughs> Come on, man! It's Friday morning. <laughs> I, take back, the, I take Friday back. Friday the 13th. I, <laughs> I take back what I said about you looking nice in your shirt and tie. Uh, sorry, you no dude. longer look like a boxing commentator. Uh, concerned about <laughs> <a> game show. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> Jose Bautista. Let's move on to him before the insults keep flying around the room. Uh, on a scale of one through thirteen. Oh, you know what? Uh, let me go back. Now, would you do this trade, S- Sabathia for Lincecum? Who would you rather have now? Yesterday you said Sabathia. Yeah, but I would have said Sabathia, you know, back in March or February. So, oh, really? Yeah, still Sabathia. I know. I'm a Sabathia. And I'm st- it's a five on a scale of 13. It's not a one or a two. I- okay. I'm a little worried still. Concerned about uh, Jose Bautista on a scale of one through 13? Two. Yeah, I'm with him. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, yeah, just about right. Concerned about Hanley Ramirez on a scale of one through 13? Negative one. Yeah, I'm more like a three on that. I'm a little more concerned about Hanley. Why? I just think the position change might be a bigger deal than everyone kind of. We kind of brushed it off towards the end when he didn't have a problem with it. But hey, he made a few slick plays last night. Hey, he's, I'm, he's I'm watching up to it. I'm watching a lot of Marlins games lately. Al. It's it's the free TV right now. <laughs> uh, they can't hit the whole team. Really yeah. can't hit right now. Except for Infante. Uh, concerned about Justin Upton. Well, three th- total bases in six games. Just one quick thing about yeah, Henry. Yeah, yeah. Why I'm not that worried about him. Last year when his timing was off and he was hitting everything into the ground, only five ground ball hits out of 19 uh, balls he's made contact with so far. That's pretty good. Okay, Justin Upton on a scale of one to thirteen. E- yeah, zero. I'm going back in the negatives where I was before. That's that's a negative one, yeah. <laughs> and how about the homerless Albert Pujols? That I'd give like a like an eight. No. Yeah. Really? I'm not concerned like Albert Pujols is only going to hit 13 home runs, but I'm concerned that people might have taken him as a number two overall pick, and he'll produce you know number 24 type numbers, like a, like a Hanley Ramirez aberration last year kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. Too, he actually got off to a worse start last year up to this point uh, than this year. He rebounded. It took him a while to rebound, but uh, no, Pujols will be fine. Three up, three down rotation. Let's do it. Peter Borges is three up number one. He's owning 63% of leagues. He's had a couple of good games in a row. How would you rate him with a guy like Jose Tabata, Josh Willingham? Peter Borges, thoughts, Al? Yeah, really, the three that you pick, Borges, Tabata, Willingham, very, very similar. But I actually like Borges a little bit more than either of those two because to me Borges gives you a little more more power than Tabata but still the 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 potential for steals maybe more steals than Tabata would give you and Willingham is fairly one-dimensional I mean he's cranking the ball out hit another home run yesterday but um you know he he's probably not going to give you a ton of run production in the twins lineup although they, they certainly scored a lot of runs yesterday uh and the batting average also you can't count on 
great moment on Fantasy Baseball 360 yesterday with uh, with Scott and, and George Sedano talking about Josh Willingham <laughs> and Nando just kind of sitting there in the middle and these two guys are screaming at each other. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and Willingham, he's got four home runs now. And Scott made the point that if you look at his career, it's one great month, one bad month, one great month, one bad month. Uh, Where did you stand on that argument? Because Scott was saying he's not really that great of a hitter from fantasy purposes, and George was like, how can you say he's not a great hitter? Yeah, I was was on George's side with that one. I think that Willingham's problem has been that he gets hurt and he kind of gets marginalized a little bit. You know, I don't know, and not Scott knows a lot about this, but I think when you start doing one good month, one bad month, one good month, one bad month, that's... You know, I fall back on that sometimes with like uh, Josh Beckett with the one good year and one bad year, one good year, one bad year thing. Um, I, I just think it's more of a Willingham being hurt thing than, than, than anything. Okay, three up number two is Hunter Pence hitting three ninety one, one home run so far, two doubles. Uh, can you look at that batting average and try to sell high on him? Because I know that, Al, you and Scott were not high on Hunter Pence coming into the year. Yes, absolutely sell high. I mean, people were, in my opinion, and I know in Scott's opinion, were overrating Pence in drafts this year based on last year's high batting average, which was built on balls in play, and it was a fluky BABIP. Uh, this year, the BABIP so far is somewhere around 420. So even if you thought last year was for real... For the ignorant guy like yeah. me... Um, what what is a, a good what is a normal baby? What is a high baby? All right, normal baby is about three hundred. Okay. Um, for let's say a really <laughs> oh, good four twenty. That's so that's really <laughs> crazy. Well, and you know, just by comparison, like somebody like a Matt Kemp or um, an Austin Jackson, who's you know good at, at you know a consistent line drive hitter, uh, a baby maybe three fifty three sixty is not that unusual. But Pence okay. is at around 420. Okay, so, so that, that'll go down. That yeah. implies a lot of luck, right? Just to put it in the very layman's of layman's Exactly terms. right. It's, he's finding, finding the gaps. And a big day for Denard Spann against the Angels. The Twins broke out a little bit. He went four for five with a run, an RBI, and a stolen base. Nando, he's owning 35% of leagues. Yeah, that might be a little low for Spann. I think people are kind of cautious because he was, uh, he was a little hurt before, like in the spring training, and no one really knew how that outfield situation would shake out. But if anyone's safe in that outfield, I think it's Denard Spann. Span or Tabata? Uh, Span. He's proven he could do it. Tabata I'm not sure about yet. Three down. Marco Scudero went 0 for 5, and he is below the Mendoza line. He's owning 62% of leagues. Your thoughts on Scudero, Nando? Uh, I've never been really big on Scudero. I, that's just, I'm not a fan. I, I think 62% is about right, but you know, he should only be started maybe like 22%. Scudero or Polanco? Uh, I think Polanco's a little more solid. Yeah. Uh, it's a, boy, it's really, that's really, really even. I guess a slight edge to Polanco, but this is, this is not Scudro. He's a better hitter than this. Matt Gamel, three down number two. Are you guys down on Matt Gamel right now, hitting 240 with one RBI? Yeah, it, I really liked him as a sleeper. Um, I think he will do better than this, but it's a little discouraging because every time Gamble's been given a chance at the major league level, he hasn't really been up to the task. So you have to wonder if uh, you know it's going to be the same story again with him. But way too early to give up on Gamble. He's turned into Matt Laporta. <laughs> gets, uh, gets the opportunity, kind of falters, and then you know what do you do? Where's the hype go? You yeah. drop him for Figgins? Yeah, I like Figgins a lot. Al? No, absolutely. I would not drop, drop Gamble for Figgins. Chris Johnson? I like Chris Johnson a lot, uh, but I just I think Gamble's upside is higher. I like the power potential. I like Gamble over Johnson, but you like Figgins over Gamble. I like Figgins over Gamble. I, I just 
you know, Figgins had so many 40-plus steal seasons before last year. He's the Adam Dunn of steals, basically. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at him. That's interesting. Three down, number three, is Mike Napoli hitting 077 with one RBI. Starters hit Napoli next week. And disclaimer, if, you know, or asterisk, if he has a huge weekend, then obviously, you know, disregard. But <laughs> what are you thinking about right now with, uh, with Napoli? I'm going to start them. I think when you see someone who's hitting 077, you have to expect them to eventually have a, a week or two where they're going to hit 450 to even it out, you know, with a bunch of homers and, and RBI to bring that up. It's just it's how it is, Al. Everything comes back to the average, baby. It does. Regression to the mean, and, and if it, especially if it's Mike Napoli, his mean's a lot better than, than 077. So, uh, He's going to be sitting on your bench if you bench him now when he gets that 450 week. Exactly. Rotation time, five pitchers who caught our eye in Thursday's action. Tigers starter Drew Smiley pitched four innings. He gave up a home run to Carlos Pena and no other runs. Three walks, four strikeouts. Al, thoughts on Smiley? I thought it was a really good, encouraging uh, Major League debut for Smiley. And uh, now he wasn't as efficient uh, as he could have been, but they yanked him early. Also, I think he uh, threw 90 pitches. So, uh, you know, he got those through those pretty quickly, but that's a, that's a pretty quick, uh, quick hook. Uh, but when he was in there, I liked what I saw. I mean, he was very solid against a, a strong lineup. Joe Blanton is rotation spot number two. He held the Marlins to one run on three hits in seven innings with three strikeouts. He's owned in 15% of leagues. Blanton or Smiley? Uh, that's unfair, man. I've been touting Smiley for, like, weeks. That's why I asked. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And he's a two-star pitcher next week. Ah. Drew Smiley, two it, starts. Is Blanton a two-star pitcher next week? Probably. If he pitched on the same day as Smiley, right? Yeah, he is a two-star pitcher. He has the Giants. Oh, oh, Blanton has the Giants and the Padres both on the road. I like that. Smiley yeah, is Smiley's got Texas. At Kansas City and home against Texas. I, I just I like Smiley. I think he's you look at his minor league numbers and, and what he's done so far in his young career, uh and the spring that he had. I just like him. So you're going to take Smiley over Blanton, Al? Yep. Uh, I would, too. Yeah, looked really good. Good. I like consensus. Blanton or... <laughs> no, you don't. No, I do. <laughs> I do. Blanton or uh, Jeff Neiman? Uh, I might lean Blanton on that one. Yeah, I mean, I like Blanton's matchups, but uh, you will, uh, I know we'll talk about... Not necessarily for next week. Oh, okay, well, either way, I like, I like Neiman better. Blanton or Carlos Zambrano? Mm. I think maybe Blanton, yeah. I like Zambrano. Uh, sticking the fork in the outlet, baby. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I need that, yeah. All right, guys. On a scale of 1 through uh, Where's 13. Where's the upside of the fork in the outlet? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, maybe the outlet's dead. That's, you know. Okay. I really don't know. In I wasn't which thinking case, that through. you have just ruined a fork. <laughs> I, wasn't really, I wasn't thinking that one through. <laughs> well, a scale of 1 through 13, how worried are you about Francisco Liriano? His ERA after two starts is 10. 12. It's 12? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I believe that is. Oh, whole... I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you were correcting my ERA stat. You're saying 12 out of 13. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing along, man. Okay. That's a 12 out of 13. That's a, uh, you know, I, I've been the great defender of Francisco Liriano for a very long time. And now he just, I, I just, I don't know what to think. It's, it's right there. And what you printed out 92 owned, 52, uh, 57 started. Droppable or just sitable? Droppable. Wow. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm worried, um, but I'm just on the the conservative side of being so worried that I have to drop him. And it's funny because it seemed like about four out of every five tweets I got yesterday was either do I drop Lincecum or do I drop Liriano. In <laughs> yeah. both cases, I said 
way too early. You don't drop Lincecum. Yeah. But I, you know, and it, Liriano's given us every reason to panic and, and to think about dropping him. But after two starts, given what he's capable of doing, if you think back to last year, bad start, bad finish in between. This, you know, the good Francisco Liriano. I think that could still happen, but the velocity is way down, and he's suddenly become uh, a fly ball pitcher, and he's just getting hammered. Well, I'm looking at this a different way now. Like Liriano said, "Oh, my shoulder hurt me all last year. What, what, what has he done to help his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, maybe his shoulder's still hurting him now. You know, maybe uh, you it's gotten worse. You have to wonder. Yeah, right, I want to amend to tradable though. Maybe if there's some someone in your league who still has a little faith in Francisco Liriano, you can get a little something before you drop him. Liriano is at the Yankees and at the Rays next week, so it might be a good week to keep him on your bench if you don't drop him. Zach Greinke crushed in Chicago, three and two-thirds, nine hits, eight earned. Uh, one through 13. Two. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a two and a half. <laughs> okay. And Jeff Neiman uh, at Toronto next week and home against Minnesota. He was okay against Detroit, three earned in five innings, did strike out six. Starter sit next week. Again, it's Toronto on the road and Minnesota at home. Yeah, with the two starts, I, I say that you do start Neiman. And, yeah, this wasn't a great start. But it wasn't, wasn't that bad either. I'd say for most of it, he he was pretty solid. So uh, willing to give him a, a role, especially with uh, the Twins on the schedule. Let's look at the injuries, news, and notes. Not too many. Lance Berkman probably will be out until early next week with a minor tear of his calf muscle. But it was pointed out he suffered a similar injury in 2009 and went on the DL. Matt Carpenter could be a good guy in daily leagues. I just wouldn't really think we're out of the woods with Berkman, would you? I don't think a, a minor tear of your calf muscle right. is, is a three-day three injury. Well, they're aiming for him to come back on Tuesday, but it's like, eh, you know, proceed with caution, right? Sounds like something that might nag, right? if anything. Oh, Michael Morse. Michael <laughs> Morse. Shut down for six weeks. Not he's coming back in six weeks. He's not doing anything for six weeks. <clears throat> Sitting on the couch for six weeks. Um, all right, who replaces him? And, uh, you know, what does this mean for Bryce Harper? And if you don't have a DL spot, you drop in Morse. Um, I asked you like a thousand questions. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pick and choose. Well, I said what I say. Nine out of ten questions were about Linsum and Linscom and Liriano. The other, the tenth one was about Morse, about Morse yesterday. And so, yeah, that was the question is, you know, do I drop him? I'd say if, if you have any way to keep Morse, uh, definitely stash him. But you know, a lot of play, a lot of uh, fancy owners are in a situation where they really don't have an option. So I would say at least tr- see if you can trade him first. Um, try to get some value for him because he really is is worth it. He's worth it to somebody. But uh, you may have to drop him. Who would you rather have in your DL, Morris, given the timetables here, or Lorenzo Cain? He's not going to be out as long. Morris uh, easily. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, who does replace Michael Morris? What's that situation looking like? Uh, I, I was putting my money on Xavier Nady. I think he's just, they're just going to slot him in and see what happens. Or maybe Mark DeRosa or maybe Roger Bernardino or one of those 14 people that have floating around there. But I don't think it's going to be Bryce Harper. Anyone with fantasy value? Nady might have. So, I mean, Nady's got 20 home run power if he plays a full season. I guess in that little span where he'll be possibly uh, – I mean, it's so many like scenarios have to fall in the right place for him. to. But if he's the guy who's going to play every day – uh, Nady might have some. You're definitely going to have time to, to speculate on Nady. I don't think anyone's running out to pick him up. Right yeah, uh, and I wouldn't rule out uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, but uh, you know, I think it, it, particularly if Nady or, or DeRosa um, struggle, because I do think that those are the guys that are going to see the most uh, benefit from this. I could see them uh, kind of hitting the panic alarm here on Friday the 13th. And uh, <laughs> This you know, should have been Johnny give, Damon. Give Johnny him, Damon yeah. should be on the Nationals. This would have been perfect. Lorenzo Cain is on the DL. What's his timetable? 
Anyone know? Uh, no, it's it's not uh, defined. Um, it sounds like maybe a little bit more than the 15-day the minimum. Um, but, yeah, we don't know yet. Jared Dyson was called up. Anyone interested in Jared Dyson? Oh, me, me, me. If, uh, yeah, if uh, I've got uh, a need for an upgrade in AL only because he will certainly help with stolen bases even if he doesn't play every day, which I don't think Dyson will. David Wright cleared to play with the fractured finger. What do you make of this situation? I kind of wanted him to go on the DL just for the minimum and not play through pain and stink. <laughs> well, maybe he plays a couple games and figures out, you know, the, the pinky's actually hurting. I mean, you, you, you swing. The pinky's like, you know, your little your, yeah, your point I of know, contact with, you know, it's... That could really start to bug him after. I mean, I'm sure he's taking batting practice and swings and everything. Um, maybe they got some funky padding. Yeah, think about uh, Andre Ethier two years ago. Really, really killed the season playing with a broken pinky. So I hope it's not the same for Wright. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Tim Hudson made a rehab start yesterday. He's still looking to return in late April or early May. Giants first baseman Brett Pill, is he worth adding? He's owning 2% of leagues. If he's available in NL only, and obviously he is available in a lot of NL only leagues with that ownership rate, then yeah, absolutely. Steven Drew played in an extended spring training game. He could be worth a DL slot. Who would you rather have on your DL, Steven Drew or Michael Morse? Michael Morse. Uh, that's a tough one for me, actually. But that's just speaking from my own perspective where I'm not happy with my middle infield right now. Um, so some people out there might be very similar to that. You know, I wouldn't blanket Morse on everything because, he, I mean, this – this is a snowball with Morris. Like it happened, you know, he'll be back in a week. Oh, he'll be back on Thursday. Oh, yeah, sorry, six weeks. Our bad. You know, whereas Drew is already playing, so it might be more helpful now. Brian Wilson has been struggling. His ERA is at nine right now, and he turned his ankle Thursday. He will not be available today. Uh, any concerns about Brian Wilson? Not really. Um, you know, keep an eye on it because he's been a health issue for the better part of the last year plus, but. Um uh, not, you know, nothing to uh, to act on right now. So Casey McGee started at first base yesterday for the Pirates, and if I'm not mistaken, he gets starts against lefties for the Pirates at third base, right? Right. Pedro Alvarez sits. But here's the thing. Pedro Alvarez, uh, he might be just horrible. <laughs> and I'm thinking McGee, I think he's owning 10% of leagues, could be a decent sleeper out there. I think that's why the Pirates signed him. Uh, I really do. I mean, they said that they were committed to him, but I, I, they have to be concerned about Alvarez, and I think it's a very real possibility. And uh, the thing is, I just I think McGee kind of stinks, you know. So <laughs> I, I, the, I know he was, he was very good a few years ago. Of course, so was Alvarez too. Don't don't forget that. And, and Alvarez, you know, is a younger guy uh, with I think a, a lot more upside than McGee. And I just think that that one season where he cranked all those homers was was really a fluke. McGee, I'm talking McGee. about. McGee, yeah. So you're not. You know, I'm th- I'm thinking maybe he's a guy worth picking up for me in like uh, in my 20 team league, Casey McGee. Sure, yeah, in a deep format, why not? Uh, all right, let's do starter sit for the hitters, and then we'll do the pitchers. Now we usually have, or usually it's the second week we're doing it, but we will usually have <laughs> Scott's hit parade column to go over on Fridays, but it's uh, it will come out today, so I don't have that yet. What I do have. Two teams with good matchups, two teams with bad matchups in week three. Start with the good matchups here. The White Sox, they have the Orioles and the back end of the Mariners rotation, and they have seven games. The Yankees have four games against the Twins and then three games at Boston against Buckholtz, Dubrant, and Bard. Uh, so the White Sox are only facing one lefty. I think we talked about Pierzynski 
yesterday mm-hmm. being a good start. It was the White Sox have seven games and only ones against a lefty. Also, Scott likes Deaza to start this week. And anyone else for the White Sox? How about Adam Dunn? You guys going to roll with Adam Dunn? I'm starting him no matter what. Yeah? I think I would this particular week I would give Dunn a start. I would think if you're not starting Vicieto, it's a good week to start him. How about Dunn or LaRoche? Uh, you know, in the interest of giving advice to people and not just my insane love for Adam Dunn, <laughs> LaRoche is hot. I think I'd ride him until he starts to cool down. I, me too. And LaRoche was a guy probably more than anybody other than maybe Justin Moore know that in the preseason. I said, you know, put the brakes on this guy. I'm worried about his health history. I'm worried about him just in general. Um, 20 hit balls for him so far, only one on the ground. So, uh, you know, that may not be great for his batting average uh, with, a, with some pop-ups in his future, but he's, he's uh, hitting with some clout. How about uh, he's hitting with some cloud? Yeah, clout. Oh, clout. Oh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. Okay. Yeah, hitting with some cloud. I, mean, just, I didn't know if that was like a fly ball air. reference or something. <laughs> you just invented it. That's a very deep statistical term. Yeah, yeah. I, I see. Uh, he's got cloud. <laughs> How about Justin Morneau, start or sit? Start. Yeah. I'm with Al, yeah. He homered for the first time yesterday. The Yankees, uh, Alex Rodriguez, starter sit. I'm starting him. It's A-Rod. Okay, and Brett Gardner <laughs> will play probably at least five games. So, so Definitely a start for Gardner. <sighs> Who else do we got here? We have uh, the Marlins and A's with, three, with, uh, with bad starts. Both teams play six games. The Marlins have Dempster, Garza, Samarja, Detweiler, Strasburg, and Gio Gonzalez. And they just faced um, they, they faced good pitching, and they haven't really been able to hit it. They sure haven't yeah. been able to hit anything. I don't know if those pitchers are the worst pitchers. I mean, they, you, there's a lot of... Well, Dempster, I think was... Garza, Samarja, Detweiler, Strasburg, Gio Gonzalez. Yeah, so, so that, yeah, Scott's got that as a tough... Oh, okay. Of yeah, these are bad mind. matchups. I had that backwards. I thought we were still on the good matchup. No, I'm sorry. Marlins <laughs> are bad matchups. So Hanley Ramirez, start or sit? Oh, you got to start Hanley. Every day. Yep. Now Omar he, Infante. Yeah, and, and Scott, uh, I think, advised. I shouldn't put words in his mouth. I know he said that this could be the week that Infante cools off, and he's probably due anyway. But, yeah, uh, I would not start Infante this week. Infante or Scudero? Infante. Uh, I think I'd actually go Scudero, believe it or not. Infante or Neil Walker? Man, that's a good one. Uh, Neil Walker. Walker. Yeah. Anyone else on the Marlins? Logan Morrison. Yeah, I'd start him. Um, I mean, he and Stanton have had uh, some some problems getting it going, but I think both of them will be fine. St- uh, Logan Morrison or Daaza? Mm. Lomo. Daaza's kind of hot right now. And he's got good matchups. He's got good. Well, I don't care about the matchups as much because it's still early in the season. You yeah. don't know who's going to be pitching well or not. Um, but. Diaz just seems, all of a sudden he has two home runs, and he's known for his steals, and it looks like he's playing every day. Athletics have uh, a bad schedule. They have, ooh, real bad. Weaver, Heron, Santana, and C.J. Wilson, and then Jenmar Gomez, Ubaldo Jimenez, and Justin Masterson. So maybe they can make up some ground in the last part of the week. Um, who, Jamal Weeks, starter sit? Start Weeks. I, I, I'll give you one. Uh, Coco Chris. Kurt, Kurt Suzuki, I think, okay. is somebody that you could sit this week. Kurt Suzuki or Mike Napoli? Napoli. Without a doubt. Just yeah. checking. Uh, He's Mike Napoli. By the way, because we're in a horror movie theme, you know who you, with, with these, these ridiculous situations you ask us? Yeah, like that dude in, uh, <laughs> in Saw. 
<laughs> just it's I don't know how you you have this talent for coming up with like the perfect two guys to ask us about, and you're just no one can see it because it's the podcast. You're just like looking up in your head, like coming up with these names. Yeah, and Pull, um, pulling them out of the cloud above your head. The cloud, yeah, yeah that's what the cloud. Is. Azer's got cloud. I, yeah. I don't think Azer gets enough credit for this because these are really tough questions you ask, man, and you don't have them prepped. You're just asking. I have a little bit of prep, like for example, starter sit Shelly Duncan. <laughs> start. I love Shelly Duncan. You're gonna start him really like Johnny in a Davis three outfielder league. Yet. You're gonna start. Uh, Shelly Duncan? Uh, Shelly Duncan, I think, falls in the category of the, the Carlos Quentin, uh, Michael Morris, possibly Jose Bautista, not to the level of Jose Bautista, but I think Shelly Duncan just needs regular at-bats, and he can really hit 35 home runs in a season. I he, think you overrate Shelly Duncan. I don't think well, I overrate. I think you people... Fine. You <laughs> underrate. I, I'd make a bet on this, but I don't think with this Johnny Damon mess rolling into town that he's going to get the chance to get 500 at-bats. Well, no. I mean, That's he's why got, I won't make a bet with you. It wouldn't be fair. He's got... Yeah, thank you. Duncan's probably got a couple of weeks before uh, Johnny Damon starts... Uh, yeah, stealing some of his, his at bats. He's also there. The um, Indians are playing at Seattle, at Oakland, so I don't think we're going to see uh, too many of those Duncan home runs <laughs> in those stadiums. That's true. Dexter Fowler. You underestimate the power of Shelley Duncan. Maybe yeah. I do. Dexter Fowler, starter sit. He's been bad. Yeah, I'd say uh, I'd say sit. Sit him because he. Yeah, I think he's uh, for a standard league. He's kind of a borderline guy to start with. How about David Murphy? Love him. Love Let's David see if we Murphy. Can figure out who Texas has. This I got week. David Murphy in my Shelley Duncan category. Boston and Detroit on the road. I don't. I don't think it matters who he's playing. I think David Murphy's finally getting regular at bats now. And yeah, as long as he's playing regularly, he's he's a start. Yeah, a lot of power and some speed. People right. underrate his speed. They think he's just a clubber, but he's he's actually yeah. got some steel potential. I think the one guy I want to talk about um, before we move on here is Kyle Seager, Cleveland and the White Sox this week. And he played second base and homered on Thursday as Alex Lee got the start. And he's just playing too well for the Mariners to take out of their lineup. What, is, what should fantasy owners do? We'll start him now because uh, he doesn't even need that flex position flexibility to get at bats right now with the injuries that the uh, Mariners have in the outfield, which is you know taking sh- uh, Figgins away from uh, from third base. But um, yeah, no, no, uh, I think Seager's very much for real, and I only worry about his playing time. I really wish I had drafted him in, in more leagues, to be honest. But I he's I didn't still think he'd out get a there. Chance. He's still out there. I, I think people are worried about this Mike Carp, but Mike Carp is you know he's Mike Carp. Is he really going to hurt Kyle Seager when he comes back? I mean, he could. I mean, I like Carp too, but Seager might make it difficult for them to play Carp, you know, every day. Figgins could get hurt in the whole thing, really. Yeah, if he cools down, you know, you just you pop Seager at third, you put Carp in the outfield, and there's nowhere for Sean Figgins to play. But I, I like it that Seager played second base because that shows that um, Wedge is willing to, you know, find him time wherever, you know, wherever right. he can find it. You bump Ackley around, you get a lot of this multi-position eligibility going on there in Seattle. Let's talk two start pitchers here. Ian Kennedy... Roy Halladay, Justin Verlander, Jared Weaver, Dan Heron, Strasburg, Sabathia. All right, Lincecum, starter sit. He's got the Phillies, and he's at the Mets. Yeah, you you got to start him. And that Philly start, unfortunately, does oppose Roy Halladay, so don't count on a, on a W there. But look at that Phillies lineup. I mean, the, the Marlins really missed an opportunity in the series uh, because, uh, you know, they certainly could keep the, the Phillies off the scoreboard. Uh, they just need to score some more runs. The, the Giants could run to a, a similar situation there. But, uh, yeah, Lincecum's a start. Kobe Lewis at Boston at Detroit. Starter sit. Start him. Uh, you can usually start him as long as he's not pitching at home. And he's not. Chad Billingsley at Milwaukee and at Houston. Ride him. He seems to have unlocked something so far this season. I don't know how long it's going to last, but... 
if he's if he's found some kind of you know key to his great pitching, you got you got to start him at a two star week. And if if you needed encouragement, that start at Houston, that that could give you a little shove. It's good enough for me. Corey Lubke at Colorado, home against the Phillies. Yeah, like we said before, you you regress to the mean or or ascend to the mean, I guess. And in Lubke's case, he's hey, we call him Lubke right now. Nice. We, we need him to do well. You and Al. Yeah. So you're gonna roll him out there? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, like I'm not so worried about the the slow starts uh, at the start of the year. You know, when they string together a few more, then I'll be concerned. But with two start Corey Lubke, fine, he might kill you, but he also might do great things for you. And I'm leaning on the great things side. And he he gets the other Holiday start this week, unfortunately yeah. for him. But uh, I'd still start him. Holiday keeps the games moving, though. I mean, you know, the other pitcher might be a fe- you know Holiday bang bang bang. You know, yep. you might go out bang bang bang, and it could be end of, you know two to one game, especially with that Phillies lineup. Uh, we're going to say Sit Liriano. Wandy Rodriguez at Washington and at the Dodgers. Mm. Oh, no, that's a start. Oh, I'm sorry. Home against the Dodgers. All right, start him. You know what? These guys are, are easy. Let's get the harder ones here. Kyle Loesch, Reds at home, Pirates on the road. I'm going to say start him. Yeah, Believe I'm with Al. Yeah. Yeah, not, that doesn't mean I'm a believer in Loesch. Uh, you know, even last year when he was in the depths with, with uh, two starts, including one at Pittsburgh, I probably would uh, take my chances with him. So with him on a hot streak, I, I definitely will. Loesch or Lubke? Lubke. Yeah. Agreed. Loesch or Daniel Bard, who has the Rays and the Yankees at home? I'm going with Bard. I really, I, I think Bard, uh, after his game, Al, I sent you that, that column when he was talking about yes. his, uh, his babip, babip, I don't know how we say babip. it here. Uh, the babip. <laughs> Domit. <laughs> old, dirty, old dirty babip, that's <laughs> Al. <laughs> Wait, we have, a, we have a, was it Big Baby, Big Babip Jesus who writes to yes. us too? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think Bard actually knows what it is. He's like, yeah. you know, in, in a normal game after his first start, you know, in any other game, we'd be catching a lot of those ground balls and liners and stuff. And maybe he doesn't know exactly what, what the term is or whatever, but he understands the concept behind it. Yeah, some, some of these uh, pitchers, you know, they're, they're into the nerdery. So uh, I, think yeah. he's, I think he's one of them. I, I like him. I, I like Bard. I think he's, uh, he's only owned, what, 60%, only starting 25%. I think those numbers should be a bit higher. You ready for uh, Adam Azer's outlandish prediction that he doesn't really believe, but he thinks there's maybe like a 5% chance that it happens? That is my favorite segment of the show. (laughs) Daniel Bard has the Rays and Yankees at home this week. He has Shields and Sabathia. He loses both games, looks bad doing it, ends up going back to the bullpen, switches places with Alfredo Aceves. (laughs) I don't know if that's an unpopular belief. People are asking those, when's Bard going to be the closer again? I think it's a little bit outlandish, but it's not like the most outlandish thing. Like there's a there's a there's a ten percent chance. I'd say there's more, just based on the people asking us for that. And the, like that's like that's out there in the in the public consciousness. Well, I think the him losing both games and looking bad doing it is is high probability. I think the rest of it to me is uh, probably not going to happen. So you're sitting him. You know, the test will be what I do in the podcast league because uh, he's one of my RPs right now. But I'm definitely gonna gonna be doing some shopping today. Jake Arietta at the White Sox at the Angels. I love this team's name, by the way, that owns them. Melchior Cabrera. Melchior Cabrera. And it's not L. No. That's the best part. <laughs> that's in our that's podcast. It's not Cabrera league. either. That's, that's true. Starter sit Arietta. Start. Ah. Uh. Yeah, probably start. Yeah, I mean the matchups are fine. It's really a question of what the what the options are. But uh, yeah, who, who is the I'd, real? I'd, I'd start him over Bard. See, I'd start Bard over Arietta. But I mean, hey, well, if you're in one of those leagues where you can start the start in the relief pitcher spot, you can do both. There you go. 
Danny Duffy, starter sit, Detroit and Toronto, both at home. Love him. Two thumbs up for Danny Duffy for me. Yeah, see, um, start him if I had to, but would look for alternatives. Probably, I, I would recommend a sit for Duffy. You could take Bard and Duffy and just get a crap load of strikeouts in those four starts between them. It's true. How about Danny Duffy for two starts or a one start Henderson Alvarez? <laughs> you know what Al's going to say, and I think no, you know I what I'm going to say. Actually, Al doesn't You're just know what trying Al's, to get us to fight. Al doesn't know what Al's going to say because <laughs> a, a one start uh, Henderson Alvarez is not an automatic start in a standard league, not yet anyway. Uh, and you're not going to get strikeouts from from Alvarez. So uh, I'd probably be more likely to start Duffy because to me at least he's sort of borderline with all these really good two start options this week. I'm not starting Alvarez in a, in a standard mixed league. Yeah, the only downside people talk about with Duffy is if he's going to lose his spot in the rotation when, when it starts to get crowded there. Um, no one really talks about his skill being bad. He gets a lot of strikeouts, and he, he's a decent pitcher. He walks a few people. but So you're going to go with him? i got to go Danny Duffy, yeah. I love Danny Duffy. Two-start Jake Arrieta <laughs> or a one-start... Well, this one seems easy. Rick Porcello. Uh-huh. I thought you said Duffy versus Porcello. No, Arietta. Or, or Arietta versus Porcello. Um, and one-star Porcello. Yeah, Arietta. Easy. Yeah, I thought that was too easy. All right, look at the rest <laughs> of the list here. <laughs> Philip Umber, Jeremy Guthrie, Wei-Yin Chen, Randall Delgado, Dylan G, Joe Blanton, Carl Pavano, Freddie Garcia, Joe Saunders, Drew Smiley, Kevin Millwood, Kyle Wieland, or Wyland, I believe. Um, those two-star guys, who stands out? Love Umber. Baltimore at Seattle, very nice matchups. Uh, and I just like him generally as a two-star guy. Very underrated. Give me two other guys, Al. Uh, well, two guys we've already talked about that I like this week, Blanton and Smiley. Nando? Um, uh, Dylan, Dylan G., uh, something about him just kind of <laughs> draws me to his name well, on this he, paper. He's got great matchups at Atlanta. Uh, good matchups at Atlanta, home against the Giants. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, remember what he did last year, just kind of out of nowhere, and he's got such good control. And I don't know. I, I like Dylan G on this list. He's only owned fifteen percent of leagues. Um, that might be the right number, but you know, I think a lot a lot of people should be starting in those deeper leagues with with a longer rotation. Let's read some emails. Fantasy baseball at cbsinteractive.com is our email address. Put podcasts in the subject line. And we start out with Dean, as in Pelton. <laughs> oh, in there it is. Yeah, Dean Pelton is the uh, <laughs> character from Community. Ten-team head-to-head points league. Morse is hurt, and Ike Davis is killing me. I can't see myself starting him in Fantasy Week 3. Here are some options I'm considering. Pick up Dunn, Morneau, Encarnacion, or LaRoche to use at first base. Move Matt Gamble from third base to first base and pick up Encarnacion or Seager to play at third base. Move Mike Napoli from catcher to first base and play Miguel Montero at catcher. Which do you like best? I like all of them. I'm now trying to figure out which one I like best because I think these, any one of these would, uh, would I be... Like, a, I like a number four that he didn't even mention there, Al. I think we're free to freelance there. What's Go that? On. Play, play Ike Davis anyway? Well, I would pick up Dunn and Encarnacion. Why are you even starting Gamble still? Uh, you know what? I agree with you. All right. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Owen from Toronto. Uh, you guys haven't talked much about a couple of fairly decent sleepers slash breakout pitchers in the NL East. Mike Miner and Vance Worley, your thoughts on these two? Are they third starting pitchers in mixed leagues? No, neither one is. Um, and Worley, I think, is probably a little bit overrated uh, coming into this year. 
after after last season, uh, putting up numbers that were really sort of off the charts from what he had done in the minors. He had a crazy called strike percentage that I just don't see him uh, <laughs> maintaining, which means the strikeouts are going to go down. Minor, on the other hand, I think is a guy who's on the rise. Uh, I, I think upside for both of them is probably number four starter. Pitbull is next. Dear Fantasy Baseball Behemoths, I'm having a problem filling my utility infielder position in my 12-team Roto League. I currently have Adam LaRoche filling this spot for me. My team has a lot of power, speed guys. Let's see, could use a boost in in batting average. Is LaRoche worth dropping for any of these free agents? No. Don't even read the names right now, man. LaRoche is killing it. I'm going to read the names anyway. All right. Gabby Sanchez, Justin Smoke, James Loney, Ian Stewart, Ian Desmond, Ryan Rayburn, Matt Gamble. You know, coming into the season, I like Gabby Sanchez a lot better than LaRoche, and I probably like Gamble better too. But yeah, at this point, Gamble's, you know, like I said, uncertain. Uh, LaRoche is hot. I, I, would, I would go ahead and keep, keep riding LaRoche. Joe Tremblay says, I'm surprised you've not talked about Carlos Beltran. Will he be circa 06? Will it last this season? And Nando, Yankees fan, no one is perfect. Oh, man. He's playing to a 2-1 to one Yankees fan crowd here. <laughs> it's true. That's, That's true. all right, Joe. I got you. <laughs> Go ahead then. Go ahead then, Al. You can answer the question. Uh, I, I will. For Joe, I will answer this question. No, I think Beltran could be circa 2011, which was pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, that's 011 here. I'll take that. Oh, or, 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 or 011. <laughs> 011. Uh, Eric T. from Toronto educates us on shingles. He said he's a 35-year-old man that contracted that virus this past winter. I, too, never knew what shingles were or was until I experienced it myself. It's basically an infection of the nerves that starts from your spine and makes its way out to your back, which is why it looks like a rash hives or slash hives across one side of your back. Because it's affecting your nerves, it's pretty much a pain or stinging from the inside, nothing that you can scratch away. And he's surprised that Buster Posey is going to be able to play with it. Were you guys making fun of shingles yesterday? Yeah. Well, no, we were just wondering, like, you know, really what it was. I know, I guess the only thing I knew about shingles is that it's really painful. And you don't see. Yeah, we were basically wondering how Posey's playing through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Eric, you also had a question about pool holes. I know we answered that at the beginning of the show. Greetings, University of Fantasy. That's pretty clever. <laughs> Dean Azer. We're, we're accredited now. We're, I'm the dean, Al's <laughs> the professor, and Nando's the TA. Here's a question from, Qu- from Chris. Ten-team head-to-head categories, eight by eight. Someone just knee-jerked to drop Bumgarner. I'm looking to pick him up. Who should I drop? Loopkey, Chris Sale, Bud Norris. Drop oh, the idiot drop, who, dro- who dropped I mean, Bumgarner. He's got to be picked up by now after what he did I think yesterday. that's the more important thing to deal with is, yeah, deal with the owner that dropped Bumgarner. <laughs> All right, but, but so he's asking, right, who does he drop, Luke, Sale, or Norris? I say drop Norris. I've got a stupid question. What's rap? Oh, that's, that's one of the categories. It's a yeah, I know. Genre. <laughs> I, know it's a, I know it's a category. What does it mean? R-A-P-P is a category. Yeah, I admit I was sitting here trying to puzzle that, that out, too. I've never heard of it. Runs allowed. That's per... per Something pitch? No, uh, that's yeah, that's as far as I got to. Well, Chris, if you're listening, yeah, please Chris, let us know what rap is. School, school us here at the University of Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, this wow. is not a course offering here. Uh, last, so what did you say? What was the answer? Uh, I said Norris. And yeah. Nando? Yeah, yeah, Norris definitely. Last one is from Titus in Deltona, which he tells us is 35 minutes south of Daytona and north of Orlando. 
And he loves Nando, although <laughs> I feel like he sounds more like Sly Stallone than Keanu Reeves. you got to find a nice, happy medium between those Can two. Can you say I Yo, think. Adrian, for us? Yo, Adrian. <laughs> nah, it's, it's Keanu Reeves, I think. I, that, that was Sly. I think they said I was Keanu because my name sounds like Neo. I don't know if they actually meant that I my voice sounds like Neo. No, it's Reeves. because you have the right, voice. I'll take it. Uh, here's the question. 15-team league... Seven bench slots and a maximum of fifteen hundred innings pitched. What uh, is the ideal number of pitchers to have in this league, and what would be the ideal ratio of starting pitchers to relief pitchers? I hate those innings pitch maximum leagues. I do too. Um, all right, so ideal number of pitchers. See, I'm I'm confused because I don't know how many total pitchers you're allowed. So I mean, generally, I tr- you know try to go to a, a, as close to a two to one starter reliever rel- ratio as possible, but usually a little it winds up being a little more than two to one. Okay, here's what he has. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight starters, four relievers. That's two to one. Oh, this is like you. He's got Pomeranz. He's got, he's got Anderson Alvarez. He's got a couple Al specials I'd, on there. Yeah, I admit I, I sent this in. <laughs> this is a 15 team league. Is Bumgarner, Burley, Beachy, Hughes, Pomeranz, Lynn, Masterson, Henderson, Alvarez? That's a pretty good staff with a lot of upside for a 15 team league, right? No, no true ace unless Bumgarner becomes that. Yeah, that's. I would like to have like to see a stronger number one here. Maybe Bumgarner will surprise us and, and be that. Surprise he, he wants me, to I drop a pitcher though. Right. Yeah, that's a question that we haven't even gotten to here. So. Um, which pitcher's okay to drop to improve the, the bench? Jeez, he's, uh, got, he's got four legitimate closers in a 15-team league. He should be talking about trade, not dropping. I agree with that. And look at these pitchers. Yeah, nobody's an obvious drop. I would say probably the most obvious one is Lynn, and that's as much a factor of that he'll go back to the bullpen after uh, a month or two. So, And I'd say skill-wise, too, he's probably the weakest of the group, and that's that's not a demeaning Lynn at all. This is just a good, solid group of pitchers. Trade trade a closer. Trade league. You can get something good for league, I think, in, in, a, in a league like this. Hey. Especially when you have an innings pitch limit. I mean, you're in a 15-team league and you have four closers. In, in real life, you'd be expecting 60 Major League Baseball teams to pick from, and you have essentially half that number. So every team probably has, because of what he's doing, one or two closers. Yep. They could probably use it, especially with the innings pitch limit. You've got them by the... Uh you got him by the grapes. You got him with those closers. Go, you know, use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. Trade them away. Okay, um, we're done for the day, and we're back on Monday. And all the start-sit advice we gave you with hitters, if they struggle or they get red hot this weekend, please ignore. <laughs> and we'll update it on. Uh, we'll update it on Monday. We'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>